Welcome to the Something Beautiful podcast. I'm Amanda Witham. Thanks for joining me today. I am coming to you from my closet floor in my glamorous podcasting life. I usually record in my office, but my dogs were scratching on the door and you can hear the washing machine in the background. (laughs) So I upgraded my fancy workspace to the closet floor in between my shoes and my clothes. So you're welcome for that glamorous behind the scenes shot of life as a podcaster. Plus the sound is good in here. So, you know, it works. I actually had a completely different episode planned for you guys and recorded. But last night when I was getting ready to upload it, I just felt an unrest about it. Just like I didn't have peace that this was the episode I was supposed to share with you guys. So after some praying, I really feel like God led me to a different subject. And so I hope you will be graceful with me because I'm kind of winging this. I have been a people pleaser my whole life. I'd like to say recovered at this point, but I am still a work in progress, especially after some of the reading I've been doing lately. I see that I have a lot of things still to work on. I remember from a young age, not wanting to make decisions because I didn't want to hurt one parent's feelings or the other. You know, if do I go to the store with my mom or to the dump with my dad. You know, I I didn't want one parent to think that I was choosing them over the other. And when my parents got divorced uh, when I was 13, after I started visiting in between everybody's houses, my moms, my stepdads, my grandparents, I had to be kind of the communicator between everybody. And at the time, I just felt like it was the right thing for me to do is just try to communicate with everyone and help them be happy and keep the peace. But as I'm older now, I see that that was quite a heavy burden to carry. I have a 13-year-old daughter myself, and I would never want to put her in that position. And I don't necessarily think that my parents or my grandparents did it intentionally. It's just who I was. And so it was a natural thing for me to try to do. I'm not sure if they recognize that that wasn't healthy for me. So I hope that gives you a little background of where it kind of started to manifest. As I've gotten older, I see it in a lot of different ways. Overscheduling myself because I don't want to let people down. Not knowing when to say no or not being able to say no without a long justification for why I'm saying no. (laughs) I haven't learned quite yet that no is a complete sentence. I also see it in my marriage and with my children. I am a stay-at-home mom and so... My job is to take care of my kids. And somewhat in my mind, I believe that means making them happy all the time. Logically, I know that that's not what I want. And yes, there are going to be times where they are let down or disappointed and disciplined. I'm not saying that I haven't done any of that. I just worry a lot about other people's feelings and the conflict that arises when people disagree. Over my life, I do have people I can see that have taken advantage of that situation, knowing that I don't feel comfortable saying no, so asking me for favors and frankly being kind of upset with me if I can't do them, which of course upset me because I really don't like anybody to be mad at me. So when you get to the point that you start to try to set some boundaries, the people that have always taken advantage of the fact that you have none get pretty upset. I read a book called Boundaries (laughs) by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. Don't read this whole book at once. If you are a people pleaser like me (laughs) and you read this book cover to cover in succession, you will feel 
overwhelmed and probably kind of bad about your life because it points out a lot of things that just make you go, oh gosh, I'm doing that wrong. I'm doing that wrong. And I know that that's not necessarily the point of the book. I just think it's when you're trying to change a behavior that's deeply ingrained, biting off a whole chunk that you can't chew is is too much at once. So, you know, maybe do a chapter a week or something like that. Ease yourself in. But one of the things that I read in that book was talking about the different ways to have boundaries. And one of the places we set boundaries is saying no. So the most basic boundary setting is the word no. People with poor boundaries struggle with saying no to the control, pressure, demands, and sometimes the real needs of others. They feel that if they say no to someone, they will endanger their relationship with that person. So they passively comply, but inwardly resent. I'm not going to lie, that hit home a lot because I do often feel that if I say no to someone or I disagree with their opinion, that it will affect our relationship. And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, so... I will do it. But then I realize that I inwardly am not at peace with it. And I start to resent the fact that I'm doing all of these things, even though they were all my choice. So I will fill up my schedule, but then be angry because I have so much to do. But I don't admit this. So that's something that's just bottled up inside me and adding to my stress level. And that can manifest in my family because if I'm not saying no to others, and I'm not drawing boundaries with them, then I'm more comfortable at home and I will start setting more boundaries with my husband or my kids or being very vocal and strong-willed about my opinion because I don't feel like it's being heard outside the house. But also, I can have that same feeling about my relationships at home. I won't readily admit when someone hurts my feelings. And I really, really, really cannot stress this enough. I hate conflict. So... I will basically do just about anything to avoid it, which is not healthy. I am not recommending that. One thing I'm learning is that I can't be all things to all people. So I have to figure out what's important to me and what I believe in so I can make my priorities fit my boundaries. So God comes first. My family comes first. These things, if if something comes up that conflicts with those boundaries— then I have to say no. It's not easy. And sometimes you have to say no to good things. But in the long run, it is healthier. And another thing I've learned is that sometimes you're taking away someone else's yes. So for example, maybe I was asked to do something and I grudgingly say yes, even though I really don't want to. And someone else would have loved to say yes because it's something they'd really enjoy doing. So I have to remember that not all jobs are my jobs. Obviously, I hope it's obvious that I'm not saying go around, be blunt, be rude, say no to everything. There's definitely a balance, a middle ground. But you have to find that place where you can be honest, but you do it in kindness. Sometimes you have to be stern and sometimes you have to repeat yourself. But I do really think that you can be kind and be strong. And as soon as I figure out how, I will let you know. (laughs) I also have been thinking a lot lately about how that affects my children. So if I'm showing them that I don't say no to things, that I do things even though I don't want to do them, how does that translate to their lives? 
I want them to say no when they are not comfortable. And I want them to stand up for things that they believe in. So I don't want to be subconsciously sending this example of not standing up for what you believe is right or to make other people happy before yourself. That can get confusing because I also do believe it's important to serve others. So I'm not saying, you know, always do what feels best or only do what makes you happy. That's a completely different mindset between doing what you have the capability to do in your life and what will overextend you and make you do everything badly. I read a great book by Jen Hatmaker. It's called Fierce, Free, and Full of Fire. And that one you can read all at once. It's great. (laughs) You'll probably laugh out loud a little bit like I did when I was in public, which was a little embarrassing, but it was fun. But one of the things she says in her book is, it is on the parents to build a family where honesty is cherished and truth-telling is protected. And that was kind of a wake-up call to me. I am the only one that's going to teach them that it's okay to tell the truth. It's okay to be honest. I will still love you. Yeah, sometimes there'll be consequences, but it's always better to tell the truth. And if I'm showing them a side of me that is telling white lies to get out of things or taking on more responsibilities than I really want to and complaining about it at home, what am I showing them? I really want to be a better example. Even if my whole entire being is scared, I really do want to say and do the right thing. But I'm still learning. It's a lifelong process, I think. One of the things that I read was an article in Psychology Today and there was a list of some signs that you're a people pleaser. And this is one of those things that I said made me really uncomfortable when I read it because I could identify with so many of them. But some of the signs that you're a people pleaser were apologizing often, being uncomfortable if someone is angry with you, going to great lengths to avoid conflict, not, you know, disliking conflict and and not wanting to have it, but literally avoiding it. Like, I will not have hard conversations with people. I get almost sick to my stomach because of past experiences. And it's really hard. I'm not saying I, I never, ever do it, but my my deepest instinct is to avoid it at all costs, even if that means agreeing with someone or pretending things don't happen. There's a lot of shame in saying that because I really believe in standing up for what is right and being your own person. And a lot of times, I have let go of that to be able to stay in my comfort zone. You know, I would fit in with a group of friends better if I did what they did. So that was easier than being the one to say, no, I'm not going to do things like that because I'm not comfortable or I don't believe that is right. So at what point is it lying and not respecting your own morals and values at the expense of being kind, because that's always what I've wrapped it up in. I am kind and I want to be a good person and I want to love people and show them I love them by doing things for them. So it's a very easy narrative to fall for and excuse things that really should be talked about or should be stood up for because it's coded in kindness. But that's really just an excuse. I hope I am a kind person. I try to be. But sometimes you have to stand up for the truth rather than worry about 
how how someone's going to feel about you afterwards. There's a verse in the Bible, Galatians 1.10, and I think that I, I think this is the New Living Translation, but it says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So that's a big wake-up call. God is the one I need to worry about pleasing. I need to have a mindset of eternity and not just temporary feelings. If someone is going to not love me anymore because I disagree with them, then that's a responsibility on their shoulders, not mine. So hear this. If you are younger than me at all, and you struggle with any of these things, don't wait so long to learn these things. Speak up, even if you're scared. Say no to protect your mental health, but also say yes when you can and find that balance. I find it ironic that I'm sitting here literally as I'm recording this podcast about pleasing people and I'm feeling rushed because I'm feeling guilty that it's taking extra time away from my family right now to record this again and that I'm late getting this to you guys. I, It's still Friday. It's still going to get there. But those are the kind of things that I'm fighting against. And it's just interesting to me that sometimes I don't always recognize them or they will manifest in ways that I don't even realize. If anything, I hope this helped you learn that you are not alone in this struggle and that it is a lifelong process, but maybe this will make you recognize it just a little bit earlier than I did, and you can start making some healthy changes. I'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Something Beautiful Ministries. And thank you. If this resonates with you or you enjoy my podcast, please feel free to rate it and leave a review. If you don't like it, you don't have to. It's really okay. Bye, my friends. I'll see you next time.